The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Sports betting landscape from coast to coast. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Back here, Betting Across America. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. It is presented by BetMGM right here at Circus Sportsbook. And we've got some drama right now. Not so much some of the games, but Alabama, if you were laying that 15 and a half, looks like you're going to get there as they're getting late points. But if you laid Clemson pre flop 40 and a half, 37 to 7. Still got some work to do down there in Death Valley, and uh, they're going to go for it here. It's 37 7. Reminder UConn's only seven points were on the opening kickoff, so it has been all purple and orange right now, but they're going to go for it here and try to see if they can throw for it, and they do first down. So, uh, Clemson, you still got life. You still got 12 minutes and need two scores left to go in that one. And in Happy Valley, Penn State has just scored a touchdown, so it's 14 to 12. They're going to go for the two and potentially the tie. This number moved a lot mm-hmm. pre-kick. So depending on where you got that number, maybe you got Penn State plus two and a half. You could actually be ahead right now. So we'll find out where that is. And if they get this two-point conversion, meanwhile, the stunner of the day is about to happen. And Dave Aranda's bunch has just punched it in again. 23-7, PAT pending. We got drama in the Big Ten. Drama in the Big 12, but huge implications for Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Cincinnati's got to be loving what they're seeing right the, now down in Waco. The Sooner Schooner, which they don't, I believe, take to road games, but if they did, has absolutely tumbled over right now. Oklahoma's uh, playoff, if you heard that little pop, that we'll use the tap of the pen on the table as the pop. That was Oklahoma's playoff balloon Woo! getting popped right now. Well, and by the way, in Happy Valley, the two-point conversion is good 14 all. It's never easy for, for oh Michigan fans goodness. under this hardball regime to get these wins over ranked opponents because they had taken control of this game. Now they, you know what Penn oh. State finally figured out? Get the ball to number five. Get the ball to Jahan Dotson. That seemingly works the best for that offense. And there you go with the two-point conversion. Wow. Seven and a half left to go in the fourth quarter, all tied at 14. This is the most uh, bet game by number of tickets and by handle today. We're on w- Michigan laying a point and a half at that point. Uh, let's go out to our VP of digital content, Ben Falks. He is out live at Mandalay Bay. And, Ben, I got to assume right now, what's the reaction like with Penn State and this uprising we've seen here late in the fourth quarter? It's getting loud over here, guys. Uh, good to be with you. I actually say a lot of Penn State betters, a big cheer when they scored that touchdown and the two-point conversion. So, again, probably a lot of Michigan bettors as well. As you mentioned, the number one most bet side at all BetMGM books across their properties. Also, one big bet on Michigan, $220,000 on Michigan, minus one and a half. Hinging on that two-point conversion, again, plenty of time left there. Uh, But large wagers on Michigan, they were the most bet team as well. The Michigan game was also the most bet game. So just a ton of action on this one in particular. I'm sure when we talk to Mike Perani a little later, uh, he'll probably have a smile or a frown on his face depending (laughs) on how this game goes. But a lot of action here certainly on this game. 
And like I said, an interesting amount of uh, Penn State backers as well. Maybe there'll be some more Michigan cheers a little later in this game if they uh, cover this spread. Ben, very quickly, too, are, are you seeing any uh, consternation, any uh, Boomer Sooner fans out there today? Because this really could be the stunner of the early session of games here with college football playoff implications, obviously, if the Sooners go down. Yeah, this was an, an interesting game, actually, at BetMGM. It was almost exactly 50-50 in tickets. Uh, and you saw this line come down some as well. So, But like you said, just kind of a, a stunner so far. Uh, I know a couple people uh, at VEASAN as well liked Oklahoma with the points and thought it wouldn't particularly be close. That's why they play the games, uh, as they say. This was the third most bet game by overall tickets. So a lot of people on Baylor, a lot of people on Oklahoma, kind of money on both sides. Not a whole lot of reaction so far from what I've heard, but not a lot to cheer about for uh, Oklahoma. It's kind of rare that you also can bench two potential, you know, Heisman candidates in the same season. It's been that kind of season <laughs> at Oklahoma, even though they've won plenty of games so far. And a lot of people liking the underdogs, too, in this uh, 12.30 Pacific, 3.30 Eastern session, because looking at that chart here at BetMGM, Tennessee getting some support and Purdue getting that's, that's, some support. Right? Uh, the, the Tennessee doesn't surprise me as much because it is a game on the road uh, with Georgia, and it's the best defense they've or best offense really from a passing standpoint they face. But Purdue getting a ton of support in Columbus, wow. Ben. Yeah, and I, I think everyone's seen that, right? You see that giant number, you're getting 20 and a half points. Georgia, obviously, in that other game against Tennessee, you know, their defense is a lot, where they allowing six points a game, something incredible. So it seems, but their offense isn't that great. So you feel like you're getting some value there uh, with Purdue. Again, you always have to remember the public tends to bet what they saw last, and Purdue had that big upset. Tennessee has been a roller coaster, certainly, this season. Uh, I remember Tim Murray, I think the first week, betting on them against, man, what was it, Bowling Green? Right. It was a close game and cursing out the, uh, their quarterback there, the Michigan transfer, <laughs> for some, <laughs> some poor throws. They've really done everything this season. Purdue-Ohio State's a fascinating game. Just remember, Ohio State still has that very capable offense. Defense has been playing well. And it's a little dangerous when you have that public underdog as well with so many betters on that side. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, I, I, I laid it. And then, look, I, I'm willing to be mm -hmm. wrong here because you're going to get some wrong. But I just thought this is still Ohio State. And there's every couple games, especially when you have an Ohio State that had, did not really get away from Penn State, did not really get away from Nebraska. Nebraska, if they have a couple made kicks, their field goal kicker missed a couple. And also if Scott Frost maybe – goes forward yeah. a couple times instead of going ahead and punting the football that late when you're a big dog at home and trying to kind of save your job. He didn't really do that, and that let Ohio State at least keep some distance. But there, every few weeks, Ohio State and Ryan Day kind of tend to remind people that we're still Ohio State. This could be the spot this afternoon. Let's see if it happens today. But, again, to you and Ben's point, all the money has come in from the public side on Purdue. So, Ben, we'll, uh, great to have you back with us, of course, today. We'll catch up with you throughout the afternoon. And Mike Peranio, of course, over there at Mandalay Bay will join Ben later on this hour. But right now, again, the game of the day, uh, it is Baylor against Oklahoma. And Oklahoma does have a first and goal now. But there's about two and a half minutes here to go in regulation. Again, every time we try to write them off, they, they pull something out of the hat. But, but less. this is, I mean, right now, the priest is there and the last rights are being read. Yeah, they are. And uh, 2.41 left to go. It is first and goal. Oklahoma does have two timeouts. But... The clock is ticking, and look, uh, 
the, the sharp guy seemingly got it right here, backing Baylor, getting six, getting five and a half early in the week. I stayed away from this game, and now it does look like Oklahoma is finally in the end zone. Kennedy Brooks with the touchdown run. So got to have uh, the, the, the PAT and a couple onside kicks and whatnot to go ahead and uh, see if you even have a chance. But the, the hopes are very slim for the Sooners. A uh, couple final scores want to get to. Actually, just one. It is finally over in Louisville. A, a happy Lamar Jackson jersey retirement day. By the way, two Baltimore quarterbacks got their jerseys retired in Louisville. The other, of course, being Johnny U. And 41-3 to over Ooh. Syracuse, who I believe were like 7-1 and one against the number. Great ACS team. 8-1 and one against the number this year. Dino Babers, guys, still looking for that sixth win to get them back in a bowl game. They'll now follow the 5-5 five and five Louisville now up to five and five. Both these clubs are going to need one more to get bowl eligible here. And then the game that has really turned on a dime here is Mississippi State at Auburn. Mississippi State now has first and goal. This game was 28 to three. Ooh. And and I because I said 28 to 10 because I believe that was a halftime score. Mississippi State, Mike Leach in the air raid have absolutely dominated this second half and uh, now trying to go up an, an eight points here with the touchdown and an extra point. It is 29 to 28. That is 26 unanswered. That is now 32 unanswered. Touchdown Mississippi State to go up 35 28. Wow. Extra point would make it 36 to 28. Auburn, I, I mean, they were playing some of the best ball in the SEC. Texas A&M, the defense shut them down. Mm. And sometimes when you play a physical team like that, you get beat up on both sides of the ball. Now, you didn't see this comeback coming simply because it was 28-3. to three. It's like, oh, great start, nice rebound for Brian Harson and his guys. Now, very much up against it. It is now a 33-point run for the Bulldogs. Wow, and I got to say, a shocker going on in Happy Valley. Talk about games flipping. Well, Michigan just turned it over. So, Penn State has it deep inside Michigan territory after being down by eight, looking like the offense couldn't do anything right. I believe they converted four fourth downs on the uh, the tying touchdown drive, getting the two-point conversion. Now they get the turnover, and they've got it uh, second down here at about the Michigan 15. So, barring a turnover, looks like they're going to get points to take the lead about six minutes to go in, uh, in regulation. There. Yeah, and, and we'll stick in the Big Ten here, depending on what your number was. Northwestern does avoid the shutout in Camp Randall okay. Stadium up there in Madison, 35-7. to Closing total at some places was 42. At BetMGM, it was 41 and a half. So, did come into play there. Wisconsin easily covers, though, as 25 and a half point favorites. Very quickly, uh, before we uh, keep an eye on on what's going on at at Baylor and certainly at Penn State, let's talk about Iowa State and Texas Tech a little bit here. Because Iowa State feels like a forgotten team to Mm -hmm. me in the Big 12 as well. That we had high hopes for them early on in the year. And after the Iowa loss early in the season, it just kind of... It kind of went by the wayside, it looks like here. Coaching change, obviously, down there at Lubbock um, with Texas Tech. Laying a big number on the road here, 10 and a half. What do you make of this? Yeah, and you just mentioned that we do actually have some late-breaking injury news that I want to squeeze in. Tyler Shuck, the former Oregon quarterback who is a transfer at Texas Tech, ruled out today with a broken collarbone. So it is now going to be, I believe, Donovan Smith will take over for Texas Tech. Remember Texas Tech a few weeks ago? They fire Matt Wells, so they now have the interim coach. So how is Texas Tech going to be really going forward? It is Sonny Cumbie, who is the interim coach there. So we'll see if he will get the full-time job. He's 0-1 so far this season. Of course, remember, Sonny Cumbie was a former Texas Tech player quarterback in his own right. So uh, Iowa State now, we're starting to see the adjustment. I believe I'm seeing some 11.5s and 12s on the board. 
nothing for me, but now the line is very much moving if you like Iowa State with this quarterback injury news. Okay, so we'll keep an eye there. Uh, Penn State trying to get the lead, and I believe they just did. They kicked a field goal, so it's 17-14 Penn State. Five and a half minutes to go there. 24-14 Baylor up on OU. Don't go anywhere. We'll dive into the games. Getting ready to kick a little bit later on. Right here, it is VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We have a new prop tracker now available at VSIN.com for you to keep up with key NFL props. Head over to VSIN.com to get the current odds as well as the movement each week to follow the trends and find the best value. Track the odds for MVP, head coach, rookie of the year, and much, much more. Check out the prop tracker, betting splits, key trends, and matchup data for every game now at VSIN.com slash NFL. Back here alongside Wes Reynolds, I am Dave Ross. This is Betting Across America here on VEASAN. It is over in Tuscaloosa where old Roll Tide has rolled but kept under, mm-hmm. to your point, great call by you in-game here for the second half, but they do cover the 50-and-a-half. Yeah, 56-3, your final score. I, I believe it was 56-3 or 59-3. And nevertheless, they Alabama does get the cover, uh, and in fact, it was 59-3. Alabama, very liberal with the substitutions. Yes. Nick Saban, I do not think, really wanted to run it up and obviously overmatch New Mexico State Aggies team. So, you know, everybody, all the scholarship players basically got to play and even some of the walk-ons today. So Alabama will move on and uh, line drive in the scorebook here. So Nick Saban, by the way, I believe that was his 265th win. Ooh. That is most amongst all active FBS coaches. So on Arkansas, like his old buddy Bill Belichick would say, we're on, we're, on, we're on Arkansas, and that's who it'll be next week. By the way, score update here in Waco. Looks like Baylor has kicked a field goal, but Wait we do minute. have a personal foul. That's going to theoretically end the game. Yeah, that's because no t- no timeouts left. Baylor does not need to run another play. They can go ahead and take a knee, and uh, there probably it is. an appropriate end for Oklahoma today to wow. uh, go ahead and uh, – and, and and be defeated. Now those college football playoff hopes. Look, we talked with Brett McMurphy earlier. He's like, I don't think a one-loss team is getting in that top four at the end of the year. So uh, a very happy reaction, by the way, in Cincinnati as we kind of maybe prematurely write their obituary. And look, I don't think they're one of the top four teams, but they're still standing. So the Boomer Schooner, or the Sooner Schooner, rather, collapsed uh, here in Waco. So 24-14 looks like it's going to be your final score as Gary Bohannon, the Baylor quarterback, will go ahead and take knees, and that'll be your final score. Another final score here in the Big 12. In an early game, Kansas State 34-17. K-State gets the cover. Six-point favorites goes over to the total of 47. And again, later on, we're going to have Scott Seidenberg and Thor Nystrom to join us in the last hour. We're going to talk all about the, the implication of this game with this Baylor win today over Oklahoma, whether or not Oklahoma is dead in the water. And really, this is the big story of the day. It breathes life into Cincinnati. I know they were unimpressive last night in their win, but they're going to say we're still undefeated. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma just lost. This is one of the dominoes that had they to got fall. to stick in the battle of attrition here, and that's, that's really the only chance for Cincinnati. But look, one domino falls here with Oklahoma. Now will Oregon eventually stub their mm-hmm. toe? They got Washington State in a late night game. I think Stormy is actually on that game, and. They're going to have that test. Then they're going to have to play Utah. It looks like the hottest team in the Pac-12 right now. So 
All of a sudden, Oregon, you know, Oklahoma losing. Michigan also, by the wow. way, was losing. I was got to say losing, but it looks like we have a touchdown here. 330 wow. left to go. Wolverines in the end zone take the lead from Penn State. All right, let's see if that holds because it was right at the goal line. Looked like a 47-yard touchdown uh, reception by Eric All. Eric All was all good. It all was. up in the end zone here. We'll see. Uh, if the uh, foot straggled the grass there, I believe he hit the pylon on that crossing route. So if they now he kicks the pylon, that should be touchdown. If they rule it out, it's going to be first and goal at the one. Nevertheless, but uh, Michigan Wolverines are the are the uh, fighting Harbaugh's, as you like to call them, finally going to get a win against a ranked opponent on the road. But to your point, uh, just going back briefly mm-hmm. to the Cincinnati situation, you've got a lot of these teams losing right now. You've got Baylor beating Oklahoma. Now, they, they could use Michigan losing, too. They could. But some of these underneath teams that can't really, that maybe it, could pass them, they're also losing right now. And again, now. we had uh, Brett McMurphy on. I don't know if there's anybody with more of a pulse in college football than Brett. He even thought, look, it's really hard to make a case for Cincinnati, right? The ca- th- This is going to be part of the case, right? Mm-hmm. When they go to the football court of law for the college football playoff, this is going to be the case. My goodness, Oklahoma just loses by 10 mm-hmm. at Baylor. You can't take one loss, Oklahoma, right? Brett's point was even if Alabama stubbed their toe twice, maybe they get in over undefeated Cincinnati. We'll, we'll find out if that is true. But I really do believe today the big winner so far is Cincinnati. That's got to be an also for Michigan, potentially. If they can hold on to this lead here, we believe that that touchdown will hold. You see them there and you see the odds here. 66 to 1, 80 to 1 for Cincinnati, 80 to 1 to win the championship. Now, before you make that bet, you go, well, why would I make that wager? There's no pathway to get there. Mm-hmm. The pathway might have been opened with well, the Well, dominoes loss. are starting to fall a little bit now for uh, Cincinnati. I, I, they still need help. They do. Obviously, and they need to absolutely handle their business and look more impressive, really, than they have in recent leaks. Look, they were life and death against Tulsa. Really, you know, never were in danger last night against South Florida. But nevertheless, that's a team that you probably should be able to handle pretty yes. easily. And South Florida at least stayed competitive, even though they didn't have a shot to win the game. So that that's the thing with Cincinnati. They just got to keep kind of plugging and chugging. You And I think that's what Luke Fickle's got to tell his guys. Like, hey, let's just handle what we can handle. We got to focus on ourselves and let all the other chips fall where they may. The touchdown does hold for Michigan, so PAT pending right now. They are up by three, 20-17 here with three minutes to go in regulation. Penn State still with a shot here, uh, but that Michigan defense until the last drive has been very, very good. Very quickly, let's extrapolate a little bit more and go down this rabbit hole further because I love these type of conversations Mm -hmm. when you have a massive upset like Oklahoma going down. So right now, the committee has basically said, we still have Oregon ahead of Ohio State. Okay, Ohio State's got Purdue. We've talked a lot about that ball game today. Big favorites here, 20 and a half at BetMGM. A lot of the money's coming in on Purdue. We'll find out how that shakes out. Oregon does feel like the one that I think as a one-loss team, that one loss was to a bad, what's turned out to be a bad Stanford team here. Is there, is there a case to be made for Michigan if they can hold on to this win here that Michigan could leapfrog Cincinnati. Is that a possibility? No, I I think it is a possibility. You kind of get that ranked win, and obviously that's going to set up in two weeks. Now Ohio State's got to handle Purdue first and then Michigan State next week, but that sets up that big game and where really Michigan maybe seems like they're at least somewhat on Ohio State's level, which they have not been Mm. in recent years. And all of a sudden you got two top five teams 
in the big game uh, in in Columbus with uh, Michigan, or rather at uh, Ann Arbor with Michigan and Ohio State. So it's like they do want to build that up. And I do believe, I know the committee and Gary Barta comes on every Tuesday. They stick with their numbers. <laughs> BS, like, like we were saying with Michael Felder earlier, it's a TV show. Right. And they're going to absolutely want to help their television partners and be like, okay, we're going to put Michigan in that top five with Ohio State and go ahead and have the arguably one of the biggest games of the college football season. It's, it is fascinating. I think Felder's right on, and I think you're right to point it out. It is a TV show. Look, Michigan turned heads when they were ahead of Michigan State, even though they lost to Sparty just a couple weeks ago here. So, again, if they can hold on, I, I wonder what happens on Tuesday when that committee does reconvene. couple finals here, by the way. We'll get back to Cincinnati really quickly in the American Athletic Conference. East Carolina, 30-29. to 29, They get the win. It's outright underdog winners, four points at Memphis. But the team that maybe will face Cincinnati – in an American Athletic Conference championship game might be the Houston Cougars, who all of a sudden have won nine in a row. Remember they lost the first week against Texas Tech. Yes. Dana Holgerson and his guys have now won nine in a row. They get a win here this morning, 37-8 at Temple. Houston was 25.5-point favorites, 53 on the total. So Houston might be the team that Hmm. could stand in Cincinnati's way. They certainly look like the second-best team in the AAC, although – SMU would argue they're still the second best team, even with two losses. They're up 52 28 late on UCF. All I'll say is the committee's rooting for Houston. They'll never admit it, but they are. Yeah. Uh, very quickly, there's still a second to go in that Baylor uh, win. It, they're going to win the game. It's 24 to 14. This has been going on, Wes, for about five minutes of real time. Yeah, I, I, I'm sorry I can't update because I don't have the audio, but well, I just I haven't seen Lincoln Riley this upset. Yeah, in a so, long time. something's going on here because this is taking way too long. Wow. There is one second left on the clock. Neither team has a timeout here, so uh, you know maybe I, maybe the Twitterverse, uh, yeah. as they they like to inform me about everything pretty much on any topic. Maybe they'll inform me what's going on here. One thing that I don't need to be informed of is that Indiana took it on the chin today, 38 to three still winless in the big 10 conference. It's almost like last season in Bloomington didn't happen. So the uh, sports fans in uh, God's country of Monroe County in Indiana have moved on to men's and women's basketball and men's soccer. Okay. So again, I I was going to bring it up, but Syracuse, you know, the team I root for, they got smoked as well. Very quickly. We've got about a minute to go before the break Duke and Virginia tech. Another team I root for is Virginia tech. I, look, the season, the wheels have come off for Justin Fuente. That's for sure there. I, I just feel like you're going to get a lot of points, and I know that that's reflected, mm-hmm. obviously, in the well, total here. We do have injury news also on that game. We mentioned Tyler Shuck being out for Iowa State. It is going to be Riley Leonard starting for Gunnar Holmberg today. Riley Leonard so far this season, 16-31, to 31, 189 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. So now you're seeing some money come in on Virginia Tech, 12-and-a-half at BetMGM, and I'm even seeing some 13-and-a-half in the market. Wow. So market is acting on that injury news. I don't necessarily disagree with you on the total. I think it's 50 and a half right now. I'd lean over. It feels like they're going to get a lot of points, not a lot of defense being played between those two schools. Taking one more knee, we do believe, uh, between Baylor and Oklahoma in the game that just won't end. But it's going to end, and when it does, Baylor will have knocked off a top 10 team. Wow. Got some uh, 1 p.m. local time kickoffs that we're going to dive into when you come back with us right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. 
With college basketball already underway, now is the time to get your copy of our annual betting guide for only $10. This year's guide is everything you need to bet on all the games all season long, including odds, trends, power ratings, and analysis for every single team. Our team of experts includes Greg Hoops Peterson, Matt Humans, Wes Reynolds, and Tim Murray. They provide their predictions for win totals, futures, conference championship games, tournament teams, and player awards. Sign up today and get your copy for only $9.99 at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Dave Ross alongside the aforementioned Wes Reynolds. And Wes, 27-14 is the final in Waco. The Bears kicked a field goal as time expired to get that official score of 27-14. For the life of me, I'm going... Why would Dave Aranda do that to Lincoln Riley? Well, uh, and he explained, we'll see if that explanation rings true going forward, but that they wanted to get over 10 because there is a tiebreaker differential, perhaps with scoring margin. How very uh, European soccer, global soccer, basically, of Dave Aranda. He must have been watching Team USA last night in the World Cup qualifier, but nevertheless... That's going to put Baylor at 5-2 and two in the league. Oklahoma still leads the Big 12 right now at 6-1. and one. Oklahoma State will play later today to see if they can go ahead and match them and then set up Bedlam, but possibility, and I can kind of understand what Dave Aranda is talking about in terms of score differential in these conference games because that's how it's decided in terms of tiebreaker because remember, the Big 12 does not have divisions. Right. They do not have divisions like the Big 10 does where you got the Big 10 East against the Big 10 West. Atlantic versus Coastal like you have in the ACC. It is 10 teams basically in a muck, and they take the two teams with the two best records. Well, sometimes you're going to get tiebreakers there. So that is why Dave Aranda apparently went for that three because it seems like, yeah, you're running it up right. on, on old Lincoln Riley here. But that's that's what it is. So uh, I, and, and really the kerfuffle at the end of the game, why there was a delay was because some of the Baylor line, which is like their student section, had rushed the field prematurely and that's why you had that delay to finally get that last play done and whatnot so uh that is what is going on there but what is going on is Oklahoma's playoff hopes looks like they are very much cooked if we uh, trust our buddy Brett McMurphy and I believe we do Uh, yeah that a one loss team it's going to be difficult for Oklahoma to get in the playoff again if that's the reason Dave Rand is thinking ahead here I totally understand that so I hope Lincoln he's playing chess and we're playing checkers brother 27 14 is the official final score let's go back out to Ben Fox over at Mandalay Bay and Maryland and Michigan State we know it's it's funny Ben it feels like Sparty has become a public team what can you tell us about this game yeah, interesting game, guys. Uh, and first of all, if Dave Randall's playing uh, chess, I think I'm playing Connect Four. So <laughs> we're all playing different games here. Uh, Michigan State, the vast majority of tickets on them, 73% of bets, 67% of the handle on them as a double-digit favorite here against Maryland. Interesting that we've seen that line come down, though. And now Michigan State favored by about 11 and a half, 12 in certain places. We have seen one big bet at BetMGM here, $220,000 on Michigan State minus 12. So again, big bet on Michigan State, a lot of the public money and bets on Michigan State. We've seen the line move the other way, a little reverse line movement. Just always something to keep in mind here mm-hmm. before uh, that game's coming up in a little bit here, kicking off at 1 p.m. Pacific. And, Ben, very quickly, you had mentioned last time we had you on uh, over at Mandalay Bay, you had a big wager that came in on Michigan, correct? Correct, yep. Well, guess what? Just... Uh, excuse me, $220,000 on Michigan, one and a half. Okay, that better is very happy, Ben, because it is victory formation time for the Wolverines. They are going to get... 
a win against a top 10 opponent on the road. Jim Harbaugh, crazy things are happening yeah. today where Baylor gets the big win against Oklahoma and now Michigan gets a big win against Penn yeah, State. Yeah, and they just showed on the telecast, we talk about Jim Harbaugh's struggles against ranked opponents. How about James Franklin, 2-12 and 12 now against the top 10. Uh, so maybe that's why he, he could be looking for that exit strategy or that soft landing spot, that uh, golden parachute to USC. Yeah, absolutely. Ben, did you hear a reaction on that one? Because that's a wild fourth quarter that we saw. It looked like Michigan was in control. And obviously, that, that was the biggest bet uh, game of the day here on the Michigan side. Then Penn State not only comes back to tie, but briefly take the lead before uh, the Wolverines go down and get the game-winning touchdown. What was that like over at Mandalay Bay for the betters' experience as that game seemed to flip in the balance back and forth? Yeah, so this is one where it's one of those games you want to be at at the sportsbook watching the game, right? Now, I guess depending on what side you have, certainly at the end of the day. But I should say there certainly seemed to be a lot of Penn State betters. As soon as that Michigan uh, scored that touchdown, there were plenty of Michigan fans here, far more Michigan fans and definitely louder than the Penn State backers. So we saw, you know, that's what we discussed, right, with the most bet, so many people betting Penn State and Michigan, certainly betting Michigan, the most bet side. A lot of Michigan backers here, and they're going to go uh, go home happy cashing those tickets, especially that one big bet of $220,000 on Michigan minus one and a half. Wow. And, and very quickly, some of these uh, we, we've been talking about a lot today when you look at the most bet games uh, by count and also by handle. Again, it, it does surprise me, Ben, that we're seeing the public come in on Purdue. So have you seen anything change before kick there? Or is it still the public is backing the Boilermaker? No, I mean, we've still seen those tickets, and, and again, these get updated a little bit throughout, but for the most part, right, it's going to be these, these numbers come out this morning. That's when the majority of the public is betting. Though we say at VEASAN, certainly we recommend betting earlier in the week, right, with better numbers, and potentially you have a better shot, better information there. But I think, you know, they've seen Purdue, right, they have two top five upsets, I believe, this season, mm. and they just seem to get up for these teams. And again, you're getting 20 and a half points, against Ohio State, which has been a little bit of a roller coaster. But as we said, and like Wes said before, they still are Ohio State. They're Ohio State for a reason. I'd be a little careful there when you have those public underdogs. Generally, that doesn't work out. There's generally a reason why they're building large uh, casinos <laughs> in Vegas, and uh, sports betting is taking off all across the nation. And it's because the, the house tends to win. So just be a little careful with that. It's one potentially you might want to look in-game, right, see how the first couple possessions go. Maybe Ohio State's sloppy and that number's looking good. Or maybe Ohio State comes out, they're up 14 nothing, and you're really glad you didn't, uh, you don't, you're not getting 20 and a half points, maybe of a different number, or you stay away altogether. And again, uh, that game about four minutes ago before they kicked that one off there, between Ohio State and Purdue. Let's talk a little bit, Ben, uh, again, again about a team that I'm surprised, again, that the public feels like they're backing Tennessee here against the Georgia Bulldogs. Because, again, Ben, we've talked about it, and you've told, told us about it. It became very in vogue here earlier in the year to bet Georgia first half, kind of like the, the old Alabama theory here. But now the public is saying, no, we're going to back the, the home team, team taking the 20-plus points here. Any change there, or does that surprise you too that the public is on the side of the ball? 
Yeah, it's a little surprising. I, I think, honestly, this probably has to do more with the Georgia quarterback situation. And just you figure Georgia, right, they're in the driver's seat, college football playoff. It's always something we talk about, too, with betting, right? They don't need to cover the spread. They need to win the game. And that's all they're concerned about here. They want to have that zero in the loss column, getting into the SEC championship game. And so they don't really care if they win by three points. They win by 70 points. I think it's just seeing the quarterback play of Georgia. They're obviously content to run the ball. And they know they have that defense backing them. And so when you get a spread like this, especially against a team getting all those points, and that's not a great offensive team, if something wacky happens, right, Tennessee, there's a fumble, there's a punt return for a touchdown, all of a sudden they're up 7 nothing. Well, now you're really in a deep hole as a Georgia better, you know, with minus 20 and a half. So I think that's probably what the public is looking at. Again, I'm a little surprised that that's the number three most bet, right, of, out of all the right. games that you, you want to go up against that Georgia defense because we have seen, you know, they might win 21 nothing and cover that spread of 20 and a half points, right? <laughs> the defense is that good. So it's another one to be cautious about. It's, an, it's another one, I think, again, I would probably, you know, I feel like uh, that's what we have this program a lot, right, is betting in-game. I think it's one I'd see what that Tennessee offense looks like early against that Georgia defense. And if they're just coming up against a stone wall, well, I don't know if I'd really feel that great uh, even getting 20 and a half points. Whereas if they're moving the ball some but maybe not scoring points, you say, hey, now I'll take a shot with Tennessee. You know what I think some of it is is maybe based on last week. And we often talk about here on VEASAN, betters like to bet what they saw last. And look, a lot of these teams in the top five and the top ten did not cover last week. And obviously the numbers are inflated because everybody knows what the playoff rankings are. You know, everybody, you know, betters are thinking, oh, they're not accounting for style points. The guys behind the counter have accounted for style no points doubt. here. So even though I'm on a big favorite in the afternoon with Ohio State over Purdue, but you looked, a lot of these teams did not cover last week. So that's why they're willing to take chances on these underdogs with Tennessee and with Purdue. And both of those teams, by the way, can throw the football very well. So the back doors could be live in both spots. Yeah, absolutely. And again, I, I know that you're going to have Mike Branio uh, on a little bit later on this hour over at Mandalay Bay. But Ben, just overall, Final 30 seconds here of this segment. What's the vibe like? Because it feels like you just got a packed house and a lot of energy in that building right now. Yeah, I think, again, we always, you always judge by how good is the game on the main screen, right? And it was Michigan-Penn State, definitely a good game. Definitely back and forth in the fourth quarter with the spread in the balance. So a great atmosphere, certainly over here. Expect that to continue throughout the day. And it's a great day of college football, right? College football Saturday, where else would you rather be? Yeah, no, no place I'd rather be, that's for sure. So again, uh, we'll get back to Ben with Mike Baranio, the sportsbook manager at Mandalay Bay, in just a little bit. It is VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, welcomes you with a special offer on college football. Simply place a $10 money line wager on any college team, and if your team scores a touchdown, you're going to win 200 bucks in free bets regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use the bonus code VEASAN200 when you make your very first wager. Enjoy college football like never before. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use bonus code VEASAN200 to win $200 in free bets if the college team you bet on simply scores a touchdown. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification. 
and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi and Nevada. Dave Ross here, betting across America. Always great to be rejoined once again by Ben Fox over at Mandalay Bay. He is with Mike Ferranio, the sportsbook manager over there. And gentlemen, you got another great wave of games about to begin. I can hear it in the background. I can feel the electricity. It's getting loud over here, here with Mike Perano, Sportsbook Director at Mandalay Bay. Mike, you know, I wouldn't miss Saturdays here at Mandalay Bay, except last weekend it was my fiance's <laughs> sister's wedding, and if I want to still have a fiance, I needed to go yes. to that. Family so. first, and uh, we, we got by. It was a great weekend, and uh, actually, BetMGM did a great job last weekend. We had one of our better weekends of the year, so hopefully it looks like we didn't start out too good this week, <laughs> this morning, but we've got a lot of time left, so... So, like you mentioned, we'll get right into it. All right. Two big games, right, in the morning here. It seemed everywhere at Michigan and Penn State. This was yeah. the most bet game across BetMGM properties everywhere. Let's start with that one. How did that one go potentially for you? Michigan winning the game 21-17 to over Penn State. And a back-and-forth affair. Yeah. A lot of fans on both sides, as we heard out there. Yeah, it was, it was kind of loud on that. What a great game. Uh, it was a big decision for us. We needed Penn State. When those minus one and a half, it's tough with the lines. Mm -hmm. It could end up either way. But the Oklahoma game kind of surprises me because usually we don't need a favorite. But uh, Oklahoma, we needed, and that didn't come through. But it's early, and it's a, it's a big day tomorrow, too. So we're, we're looking forward to the rest of the weekend. In, and certainly an interesting game. Like you said, Baylor yes. winning 27-14, to 14, kicking a field goal as time expired, potentially for the scoring difference uh, in the Big 12, as Wes and Dave had mentioned, but certainly an upset there. A couple games that just kicked off. Let's talk about Georgia, number one team in the nation. And there were a lot of bets actually on Tennessee yeah. at BetMGM Books across the nation. Was that the same here as well? No, it, 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 we ended up actually needing Tennessee for a decent amount okay. of money. So the ticket count on Tennessee ended up 3-2. to two. Um, it's it's a it, it it changed here a little late, but the money on Georgia went three to one. So Got it. that made a huge difference. And you never know later the money goes, the, the more we get changes. But uh, we de definitely need Tennessee on that right now. And actually, in, we need Ohio State for a small amount too. So I see that game's just getting mm -hmm. underway, and uh, we'll need Ohio State on that one. And that was an interesting one, too. That yeah. was another one of the public betting a very large underdog. You know, Purdue getting 20, yeah. 20 and a half points against a potent Ohio State offense. Like our Wes Reynolds said, he likes Ohio State. He's laying the points there. But the public certainly liking Purdue. They've knocked off a couple teams already in the top five. See if they can do it again with Ohio State. Yeah, I mean, that, there's a perfect example of how good these guys are at BetMGM. Everybody is on Purdue's bandwagon after last week. But all of a sudden now, you know, we're going to need a favorite. Mm -hmm. And that's probably a good position for us. Uh, the ticket count on that game is a little different, too. Three to one on Purdue, and the money is three to two. So uh, I, I would like our chances in that, although, you know, I'm not a big favorite proponent. But yep. uh, we need what we need. Fair enough. Plenty of other college football games on the docket. What are some other ones for liability you guys need and potentially some sharp action yeah. you've seen too? Uh, Maryland versus Michigan State. We're going to need Maryland in that game. Uh, I'm surprised we need Colorado versus UCLA, mm -hmm. but we have the West Coast influence yep. drive-in business, so that probably affected at least here in Nevada. Uh, Tulsa is one of our uh, big liabilities in San Jose State tonight. Um, 
the sharp action, Minnesota, University of Minnesota went from six and a half down to four, uh, which Plan is pretty, Iowa. pretty yeah. significant mm -hmm. movement. And then Boston College went from the dog plus two now to the favorite minus one. So um, the other weird game was the Maryland game, which was plus 13 and a half, went to 11 and a half. Uh, TCU went from 13 and a half to 11. And UCLA, which will be, because it's a night game tonight, and they'll be all, everyone will be trying to get even, hopefully. Yep. <laughs> uh, we're going to need use, uh, UCLA went from 15 to 17 and a half. And the other late game, Oregon State, went from 10 to 12 and a half. All sharp money doesn't mean it's necessarily going to win, but, mm -hmm. uh, you know, sometimes we need the sharp, sometimes we don't. So, you know, I like the college, but let's go to the NFL. Okay. So the bread and butter here, a little Thursday night football recap, because this was a shocker, yeah. certainly. The Dolphins, big underdog, eight, eight and a half points. They win the game outright against the Baltimore Ravens in Miami. Yes. I'm imagining this is a pretty good result for you guys with teasers tied to Baltimore and all sorts of things. Yeah, I mean, let's just be honest. Whenever a dog covers uh, in a primetime game, we're going to be in a good spot. Mm -hmm. Now, the money line might have hurt us a little bit, but not enough to offset right. the, the point spread. I, I did see some money line bets on that. Uh, I would assume those were kind of sharp guys or just really big Dolphin fans, I guess. But, uh, uh, yeah, that was an interesting game, and it was profitable for the books for sure. A lot of good games certainly this weekend as well. The Cowboys kind of laid a dud last week against the Broncos at home, getting kind of a similar number this week yeah. against the Falcons. What's the action like on this game? You know, it, it's early still for the, the pros, but we are mm -hmm. getting some stuff. It's really not a decision either way on that game. It's both sides, good ticket. And it's good two-way action. So it's not like it's not being bet. It's just being bet 50-50 so far. So yep. there, there'll be some changes, I'm sure, by tomorrow. Um, we do need Washington, the, the football team, mm -hmm. <laughs> for uh, a small amount. And uh, and then also we need Green Bay for a small amount tonight. The tickets are equal, but the money was 2-1 to one on Seattle. Russell William, Wilson's coming back. Uh, Brett Brett Favre, <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is is actually going to play. It looks like yep. so. Uh, we'll see if he was actually sick. If it affects how he plays, but who knows? It's all up in the air. That that'll be an interesting one. Washington and the Bucks both coming off a bye. Yeah. I believe teams coming off a bye are three and nine against the spread. Yeah. Obviously, these time teams playing each other. Yes. Washington, the worst team in the NFL at one and seven against the number. So. Not necessarily the best recipe to come back against arrested Tom Brady off the uh, break, right. off of a, a bye, but we'll see in that one. We always mention, certainly, the Raiders, yes. right? And we've been mentioning the Raiders for a lot of reasons off the field as well. But on the field, they're always the public team, right? You know that you're going to get money. But they're facing the Chiefs, and a Chiefs team that doesn't seem to be covering any numbers. People are questioning if they're wrong. Now this number is under a field goal. Yes, in Las Vegas, what's the action been like on this game? Public coming in on the Raiders? You know, it's amazing because I didn't know if we would ever say this during the year, but we actually need the Raiders so mm. far right now. Uh, that could change because the public's going to be coming to the books to pregame party and then bet. So yep. that could change drastically. But right now, it's t the ticket count's 3-2 to two on the Chiefs. The money's about 2-1. to one. Looks like BetMGM did a great num job on that number, too. We try not to make it too easy for people. Yep. Uh, that's our, kind of their job. <laughs> come, on, our job. come on, come <laughs> on. Uh, there is some sharp action, though. The Falcons went down to 8. Uh, Lions have gone down to 7.5. Um, and that's, un I mean, you'll see it. You see it all the time. Sharp action moves the numbers a lot more mm -hmm. in college. 
if you see a point move in the pros, that's significant. Yep. Uh, whether it's sharp money or not, it's significant. And we should say the Lions an interesting game as well. Playing yeah. the Steelers, a Steelers team that has certainly kind of underperformed, didn't cover against the Bears on Monday Night Football. And I think that's probably what the public tends to bet what they saw last, yes. right? And so even the Lions were on a bye, which for them is probably a good thing. <laughs> the yes. public didn't see them getting good number. Any totals in the NFL as well that have moved so far this uh, week? Nothing too significant. Well, there's one. The Atlanta Falcons total went from 52 to 54 and a half, which that's pretty significant on a total. Mm -hmm. And that seems that's really a high number. Uh, I mean, I get that it's, uh, uh, you know, it's not being played in a blizzard, obviously. Right. <laughs> so, uh, but that's a, an unusual move. That would concern me uh, if I see that movement. That doesn't seem like a public move to me. And with, we'll finish up then with that Seahawks-Packers game. Do you think that probably will be the most the most bet game of the week or will probably be the Raiders game now that you know yeah. that Aaron Rodgers is back and Russell Wilson is back in that game? Yeah, I, I, the Raiders will still be our most bet, I have a feeling. The only reason is on the Green Bay game and with Russell Wilson, there's a lot of people that hesitate on betting those games. They want to see what happens when they come back or mm -hmm. if there was a reason they didn't practice, see what happens in the, you know, before they get on it. Maybe next week they'll get on those teams. Yep. I think they'll be a little cautious and tread lightly on that. But I could be wrong and we could get swamped. But uh, I think that's what's going to happen on those games. Well, we're looking forward to another great day, great Saturday. Yes. Thanks for uh, being with us again, Mike. We always appreciate it. Make sure everyone comes out. Next week we have the Crawford fight here at Mandalay Bay. Huge. If you've never been to a boxing, get here because not only we have NFL, but the boxing is fantastic. And I think Mike set up front row seats for me, so I should <laughs> be all set certainly next weekend. We've got a great day of college football coming up. In-game scores, Georgia, Tennessee, a bunch of other things. We'll be back on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network right?